1: I'm realizing that some of the things that I learned about how to deal with grief disconnected me from community, right? Mm. Like it distorted my vision of how I could rely on other people and trust other people um, to carry me when I needed to be carried or to uplift me when I needed to be uplifted or honestly just let me cry. You know what I'm saying? Um, Because I'm, I'm realizing it's not always that I need somebody to have the right thing to say sometimes I just need you to be there I just need to know that I can come to you that right there is community for me
2: all right everybody welcome back to three black men my name is Robert I'm Sam and I'm Trey (laughs) all right and this is three black men yes it is <laughs> hey. all right everybody how y'all
1: doing feeling... go ahead trey no nah, man you got it you got it because you you can not you, <laughs> you got it i can't <laughs> even
0: be doing? like feeling good feeling great feeling great feeling good because that that would be one of them like halfway lives bro like this is a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world right now and it's starting to get to me
1: yeah yeah i i feel you on that yeah i'm alive um, you know what i'm saying Here yeah yeah Yeah. i'm here i'm glad i'm glad to be here with y'all man i I, i'm glad on that so (laughs) glad to be in the house of the lord on today one more time
2: (laughs) one more again (laughs) i well i wanted to start us by saying it's been a couple of weeks since we were actually at the table together in a real consistent way and um I kind of wanted to start by saying, um, first, to check in mentally and emotionally, uh, just where are we at? We have, um, it's been some things. I mean, we've had some highs and some lows like in our lives. Um, and let's just open it up uh, for a minute or two. And anything y'all want to share personally? Um, either a high or a low. As we get into the episode today,
1: Um, yeah. Yeah, So I'll kick us off. Um, So I had a birthday in a nine-year wedding anniversary at the end of uh, July. Uh, So that was, um, that was great. You know, I I love going around the sun. Um, so that that's that's always fun. Uh, and then to be with my wife nine years, that's amazing. Uh, but Beautiful. we found out like last week, we got to move <laughs> within the next two weeks. So we're trying to pack up everything and move in with our mother-in-law. So that's been really crazy. Um, my wife is still working and we're still trying to pack and we have 202 with us. So that's been um, really hectic. But um, thank God for a great therapist. Thank God for grace uh, and thank God for family who believes in community. Uh, and also thank God for my brothers, Trey and Rob, because y'all been so, so much of a blessing to me, man. I love y'all.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I love you right back, bro. It's been, it's been uh, uh interesting few weeks, a couple months going on here. Uh, you know, I don't I done been to funerals, home goings. I would like to call them. I done, I done uh, seen this, this, Coronavirus disease, this uh, thing creep a little bit closer and closer, and, and watch uh, the walls closing around me. As um, I've seen younger people more and more uh, heavily affected by this, um, and, and and it's one of those things. Especially uh, me operating in somewhat of a pastoral capacity, uh, it weighs it weighs on you after a little while. But uh, by the grace of God, my family and I have been healthy. Uh, the people who live under my roof, at least uh, through it all, and, and we still chugging along, man. Like it's just one of the things where I, sometimes I gotta I gotta slow down and take inventory because uh, every now and then, when there, there are some balls that you can drop and end up hurting other people in the process, uh, and, and I know that even happened with on, on on my part at least internally with the three of us. So yeah, man, I apologize for that, but we still we still plugging right on along,
2: you know. Yeah, I, I think for me, um, there's been some good things. Um, I have finished another school semester. Um, <laughs> congratulations on that. That's the goal, bro. Um, yeah. I, um, feel like I'm hanging on by my chinny chin chin. chin. Uh, <laughs> um,
0: Man, he, he uh, said hair's <laughs> on his chin. He said he's hanging on by his chin. I just got him by the like, mandible.
2: Like literally. <laughs> like, literally <laughs> um, by the actual skin on it. And um uh but but truthfully, I think every semester that I finish um in this degree, it feels um like I like i am doing it by my own hard work but also i am aware that i did not get into seminary merely on my own merits i am surrounded by a community who loves me and i am aware of every person who put a little money in my pocket you know you know i I'm just aware of that. You know, every person who like here, baby, here's a little money, (laughs) get yourself a little something. Um, And every person who has uh, urged me on, who bought me a textbook, um, who believes in me, who uh, has encouraged me to do theology my way. um, I'm grateful for that. And who knows that I have something to add to the theological landscape. And believes in me, that's one. And then two, personally, um, I am in a rough time grief-wise and it is rough, (laughs) I'm not even gonna lie. Uh, The past couple of months have been some of the hardest times for me. So yeah, so it is uh, absolutely horrendous time uh, emotionally. So yeah, so (laughs) that's that's where I'm at, Uh, honest to God, hand over heart and hand on the Bible. Um, um, but I'm here. I am still here. <laughs> Amen. <man>. Yeah, hallelujah. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. So, um, we are still here. Um, um, so what Yo, that's, but that.
1: Sorry. But, that's, that's like a strong, like, for me, that's become like something that's not lightly taken, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To still be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something that's brought me to tears several times because, it's been tough man uh the last year plus it's been tough um pandemic all of this and we still here <laughs> you know what i'm saying and and god has been faithful and he's been gracious in, in giving us each other um as well as others so yeah man still here
2: <laughs> It's a test
1: I think that's
0: oh, man. dope. Man. We man, we ain't even planning on this little part of the discussion, but I feel like oh. it naturally lends to because what we were supposed to be talking about is community, right? Absolutely, and, right. And mm-hmm. and unto ourselves, like we had the episode where we talked about our audience for this podcast is ourselves, and like we'll talk, I feel like we kind of needed that little lead in right there because let's let's not ignore the elephant in the room. It's hard out here. <laughs> it's just it's, it's stuff for real. Man. People people like straight up is, is, is tough. Um, and sometimes it's community that you got to lean on. Like mm-hmm. sometimes that's, what's going to get you through. If anything does it sometimes you yo connect with God, y'all going to have a bad connection. You and God going to have a bad connection. It's going to be staticky. It's gonna be delayed. Y'all gonna be talking over each other. You're not gonna have the the line with God that you normally want, and it, and it's gonna be the community, uh, relaying uh, to you and 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 keeping you uh, keep you going when you feel as though uh, you might be a little disconnected from the source. That's
1: that's real life. And you know what, Trey? Um, I think for me sometimes, or or, or what was a big hindrance was I had to grow and realize that I didn't know how to lean into community right um and so i'm i'm glad with you that we sort of had this um candid moment uh so that people can see man sometimes leaning in co- into community is just acknowledging the elephant in the room of like yo it's hard it's hard and how you faring? because i ain't doing I right, right now you know what i'm saying like sometimes, yeah. like just just being vulnerable um just being vulnerable uh, sometimes and just having that
0: yeah that's important because a lot of times what we've learned this toxic habit of feeling like we can't be vulnerable especially when it comes to being a father or being a a, a leader or pastor whatever there's this idea that a lot of us have learned often subconsciously even that we have to keep it all together and put on this brave face, which there are times when that's necessary, but when that becomes your default and you start living in denial about that, which is not all together, you know, and about the fact that there are some things cracking, you ignore those cracks and before you know it, you got the edifice tumbling on top of you. Hmm. Um, and, And sometimes there's a need to address the cracking foundation, the crack, the cracking support. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and yeah, that's that's really real because that, that that's that's probably how I've dealt with most of the grief and trauma in my life. Matter of fact, I, I had that conversation with Rob a couple of days ago. Where, uh, when my father passed when I was fourteen years old, I was the lead in some school production, and I came back from the funeral up in New York um, and was back on stage. Less than a week after the funeral, you know, um, I I didn't didn't give myself time, which um, I thought, and to to an extent, I still do um, find kind of admirable. But sometimes, like, wait, why? Why is that what I? Why is that the expectation I set for myself? Um, That in that moment, as as a young child, I couldn't, I couldn't feel. You know, (laughs) Uh, it's one of them things that I'm still unlearning to this day.
1: Yeah, I, I get that. Um, I, I actually just, matter of fact, uh, had a therapy session a couple of days ago and I was talking with my therapist and um, specifically dealing with my mom when she passed. And I'm realizing that some of the things that I learned about how to deal with grief disconnected me from community, right? Mm-hmm. Like it distorted my vision of how I could rely on other people and trust other people Um, to carry me when I needed to be carried or to uplift me when I needed to be uplifted or honestly, just let me cry. You know what I'm saying? Um, Because I'm I'm realizing it's not always that I need somebody to have the right thing to say. Sometimes I just need you to be there. I just need to know that I can come to you. That right there is community for me. That's therapeutic for me. You know what I'm saying? Um, And and like, yeah, I, I just... I'm having to unlearn a lot of the things that were toxic. Um, that deals just with sometimes with everyday life. That deals with grief. That deals with a lot of different things. And it's changing my perception of community. I'm reading scripture differently now and seeing it in light, and you know in light of community. Like, how would this look if we really lived in sort in in such a way, right? Like, why does there always why does it have to be <laughs> a winner and necessarily a loser in a situation why can't why is there not a situation where we live amongst each other and are just happy without without greed without? you know what I'm saying like and I know I know we sinful people and all of that I, I get the spirituality side of like that but the fact that we don't realize in all of the church that we get right in all of the education that we get and all of the different things that we get that we sabotage our own selves in that way sometimes. You get what I'm saying? Like we yeah. get, um, you know, I'm from the country. So we, we would say something like, you can't see the forest for the trees so you can't see for looking. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. kind of hurts. You know what I'm saying? Because it could be so much better. And like, and, and that's why I'm like, I can say now, there's so much going on there's so like, there's so much that triggers anxiety, right, right now. But knowing that I can call on you or Rob, or um, some of our other listeners to even if I just needed to talk, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that makes it for me, that makes it a little better. For sure yeah i
2: think <clears throat> so with that lead in i think uh you know so as we're talking about community and uh the beloved community is something that we'll also talk about you know a little bit later in the, in this podcast um i think as i listen to you talk especially for christians their community is something that is a word that is thrown around and it's often you know I love that you just said that Sam it's like you can't see for looking you know it's like I think people want it they desire it and it's something that is like innate in that we're I I think we desire it but if you were to we want to control who the community is yes and that (laughs) i love that you said that like put a pin in that too like that notion is so important and uh yes Mm -hmm. um especially when we get to beloved community oh but uh, um but like i think often if you were to ask someone like what is community most people actually can't tell you like if you were to ask the average church goer, you know, if you if you were to go to most churches, they'll say, we have an awesome community here, brother. Okay, what's community to you? A click. Well, oh, it's it is, it is, yeah, it is good click. But if you were to say, average church, we've got vibrant community here at, at White Church. Um, but if you um, um We've got awesome fellowship, Black Churches. Um, um, <laughs> but, well, what is... Dentrified community?
1: Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> yeah.
2: But if you said, well, break that down, what does that look like? I bet you most people will stall out because they can't make it plain, what is that? Like, what does that look like? What does that smell like? What does that feel like? and actuality, and and this is how I know, because during the pandemic, we saw all of our systems fail as people realized we're lonely out here. Nobody knows what community is, because how do I know we were in our houses alone? (laughs) Right, we don't know what that community feels like when we're trapped in a bubble without one another. You know, all of those trite sayings, awesome fellowship, brother, vibrant community, brother, sister, no, we didn't know what it was like because when you were crying in your house alone with your kids, did you feel that? No. (laughs) When you were having a breakdown with them kids in the house, did you feel vibrant community? (laughs) Nah. When you needed pastors to come to you, did you feel that? No. Um, and my heart goes out to that. That's what I'm thinking when I'm hearing you guys.
0: Yeah, that's heavy. That's a lot for me to think of. Even like I, said. Uh, <laughs> I I sit in, in that office of oh, 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 uh, pastoral care to an extent. So that's, that's definitely heavy now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, churches are really good at programming and very good at hosting and uh, hospitality at times. But that genuine community is something that we often struggle with and I'm reflecting on it. I don't think that's a new phenomenon at all. I think the Bible even attests to that community, even the community of believers being being something we struggle with, right? Like if, if you look at the community in Acts, it was something that they had to like, wait, 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 why are we treating the Hellenistic widows this way? Nah, we need to get yeah. on top of that. And fostering genuine community where the humanity of everybody is celebrated
2: yeah. and the wholeness
0: of everybody is promoted
2: it's yeah, something that man.
0: we always struggle with because we are, to your point, Sam, predisposed to clicks, um, and that's that's how it goes. <laughs> like, and, and, and I'm not above that. Like, naturally, I'm 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 find. <laughs> I, I sat at the table with the black kids in the cafeteria in high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's who we we look for people that we're comfortable with. And we find it, and that's not the in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 familiarity in and of itself is not a bad thing. It's nothing to be ashamed of. But when we're talking about community and when it's something that we claim to prize above all else, then we have to make an effort to branch beyond where we're comfortable. Um, And that's not to say to leave ourselves all the way naked and exposed even though I, I believe that that should be a goal like that should when 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 all is revealed when Jesus comes back in all of his glory and we are in uh God's eternal kingdom and everything I think that we should be able to be bucket booty naked in front of each other just like there was in the garden of Eden I'm sorry Rod you can bleep that out if you need to I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but I think I think um we ought to make an effort to get a little uncomfortable for the sake of making somebody else more comfortable, right? Um, And I'm trying to thread this needle carefully because I don't want it to seem like abusive advice where I'm telling somebody they need to leave their comfort zone entirely. But I do think that there is something about, especially when you talk about Christian communities, there is this notion of leaving the familiar, right? Like Abraham's story was leaving the familiar to get the, to God's promise, right? And there's, there's this level of discomfort required for us to live in that way
2: at times. And with that, this is the perfect time to take a quick break. Stop, look, and listen, party people. I wanted to on behalf of the three black men, give you some ways that you can support your favorite three black men. So uh, I wanted to say that number one, you can like rate and review our podcast. So all you have to do is go on, especially if you have Apple podcast, just go ahead in the app, like rate and review. Okay. Um, But only if you have something positive to say. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so when you like rate and review our podcast, uh, it uh, increases our visibility uh, and it helps us to um, be more credible. It helps us to uh, gain sponsorships. Uh, so yeah, so like, rate and review number two, share this pod on social media. So especially when we drop trailers, go ahead, retweet that on Twitter <laughs> and yeah, go ahead and share. And lastly, you can support our Patreon, uh, We'll have our Patreon link in uh, the description of our podcast episodes. You can also follow us on Twitter. Um, So, yes, so those are a few ways that you can be um, active in helping to support us. And maybe you personally don't have a lot of money and you want to know what are some ways that I can encourage and amplify these brothers voices so those are ways that you can practically engage with us amplify our voices and uh the conversations that we are trying to put out there in the world amen and amen
1: well i was gonna say this um so i i've been studying uh, a passage of scripture for a little bit um uh and i'm talking about the uh past the good samaritan uh we all know that parable right where mm-hmm. um the good samaritan finds the robber uh the robbers that beat up this guy and the, the priests and the levite they walk past them but the good samaritan comes and he bandages them up drops them off at the end and pays for everything so I've been studying that, and I'm not going to give away too much because um, I'm saving for later. But one of the things that I noticed about that parable, like I, and I, I read it and I read it and I read it and it hit me. Jesus is telling this story, right? He could have used anybody. To tell the story, he used two cultures. Pretty much despise each other, right? The Samaritan and a Jew the Levite and the priest walk past the robber, but the Samaritan, the person that shouldn't stop, he stops and he does all of these things. He takes care of them. Um, I think that he spent the night with him before he left, a couple nights before he left and paid the end. But Jesus tells the story and it's a parable. Jesus tells us the story from his worldview. Like this is the story from his worldview. So this is what Jesus would do in this situation. So how do we, hmm. how, how how do we, how do we miss community just in that situation? There, There's no bounds, right? Like Jesus even finishes it. And ask him the question and, and sort of flips the question. Is like, yo, your question really should be is who is your neighbor or who should you be a neighbor to? Not who is your neighbor, but who should you be a neighbor to? And the answer is everybody. Hmm.
0: That's really real. I love it. I think there's this aspect of community especially like in that story, and, and it's, it's a recurrent theme in the New Testament in particular, community being a matter of tearing walls down, right? Yes. Like what we would normally define as community, like the Bible in particular, right? Like the Christian view of community is one of expanding that, which is paradoxical because like, we like okay i live in a gated community you understand like no I, those walls are there for a reason and so it's it's clear where my community starts and ends what is inside and outside you understand like we, right. we just had a, a a former presidential administration where one of the campaign chants was build that wall build that wall like we we like boundaries and clear delineations and boundaries are actually healthy boundaries are good things and there's still this tension where community looks like tearing down those walls and expanding the boundaries. And even the, the uh, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Like community is something that spreads. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that starts as a smallest seed, but but becomes the biggest tree in the garden. You understand? Like is it's, it's a weird thing to hold in tension. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tread and speak carefully here because I'm not saying, that like oh no we you don't get to have privacy or boundaries or any of that stuff like that's that's not what i'm saying but i'm encouraging us to think about and wrestle with when we need to
1: go beyond that that sense and see it's it's uncomfortable to think about because i think a lot of times we confuse the idea of personal and private you know what i'm saying like and And like you said, there are those situations where we do have boundaries. Boundaries are absolutely healthy, even especially in relationships. You need boundaries with people without you need boundaries. But. This is uncomfortable, I think, more so more than anything, because from the time we're little, we sort of taught this sort of into this individuality. Right. Like um, uh, pick yourself up by your own bootstraps. The idea of me, me, me. The only time the sort of team effort is driven into you is when it's a, a sport or it's the military. You know what I'm saying? Something where you need to get in line. School, um, th- that, that's when when you have this sort of collective, but even in still there's like, no, you have this individual responsibility that there's you to take care of you. And this pushes against that. Because now it's just like, and I'm, I'm going to be really candid because, so my son is upset with me right now. Um, and, uh, you know, he, it was a little bit dramatic for him, you know, uh, you know, it was a little bit dramatic and we working it out. But initially I was like, yo, he act like he don't want to talk to me again. Why should I let him keep my cell phone? I should just disconnect the service and he can get phone service through his mom. But because I was like, yo, I'm not going to let somebody take advantage of me. They don't want nothing to do with me. But in reality, that's my son. He's a part of my community and he cannot take advantage of me. Because if I have it, he has access to it. Yeah. And that's tough to wrestle with because there's my ego. There's all sorts of other things not want to be taken advantage of there's the idea of me and i should have myself you know what i'm saying and so there, there are different things that we experience that pushes against that but i think honestly i think that's a good wrestle. so i'm glad i'm glad you went yeah right.
2: no you're going i uh i want to um say one thing uh before uh we move to the beloved portion of the community um and it's interesting uh, um from life of the beloved by henry Nowlin. um so um i was thinking as i was listening to you guys talk um that uh one aspect of creating community um like healthy vibrant community uh comes from i think uh, understanding people uh, in their i individual and corporate identity uh, of being the beloved, right? And 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 so Henry Nowen writes about understanding like individual people as being the beloved, right? And I think that that has been so healthy and helpful for me in trying to create community with others. Is like when I look at you, Sam, and when I look at you, Trey, is like your identity to me is beloved. And that helps me uh, in overcoming offense and trying to like think about like, I wanna create generative community with you. And I think like, I can't have a starting point with you or even reach for your highest good if I don't think of you as beloved. And so he writes about that, like, and so there's this passage that I think is, um, is very like poignant for me, like he starts this um, friendship with this guy who's not a quote unquote believer, although I don't really like those terms. Um, like Henry Nouwen is a believer, but um, this guy Fred uh, doesn't believe in God at all. And so he writes, he says, um, Fred, all I want to say to you is you are the beloved And all I hope is that you can hear uh, these words as spoken to you with all the tenderness and force that love can hold. My only desire is to make these words reverberate in every corner of your being, you are the beloved. Um, And he says, um, just like uh, Jesus's words, you are my son, the beloved, my favor rests on you. And uh, the greatest gift my friendship can give to you is the gift of your belovedness. I can give that gift only insofar as I have claimed it for myself. Isn't that what friendship is all about? Giving to each other the gift of our belovedness. And I think that is so beautiful. Is like trying to like establish a friendship in a community based upon that is like, to me, that's where community starts. It's like understanding, like like that's where we can build community from. And I think too often I have started community with others based upon like, I'd do good things for you. Um, like, don't you see how good I'm being to you? Like, um, I want you to yeah. reciprocate it to me. And I think that that's where I have gotten off so often is like, wanting you to be as good to me as I am to you or like does that make sense like and that's where I have got off so often right or going to churches and thinking like well I'm serving in this way so like they will like see me or like I'm going to bible studies and of course we're on the same um wavelength or like Trey like you were saying like um like for me expecting pastors to see me. Um, And of course they don't be seeing me the way that I see them. And that automatically um, we're not starting from the same wavelength, right? Because pastors, they're seeing like 50, 11 people, right? Um, And for me, I think that that viewpoint that Henry Nowen talks about is so beautiful like starting point is just something that I, I would just offer up there. Uh, thoughts. The most beautiful thing about, well, in my in my
0: estimation, like one of the more beautiful things about you invoking that book in particular, right? Um, is the premise of that book, and I'm sorry if you haven't read it, you should read it, but like, it's gonna be kind of spoilers. It's not really that type of story, so like, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. going anyway, right? Um, So, The premise of that book was that, as you said, a friend of his who did not identify as a believer, right? Somebody who identified as an ethnic or cultural Jew, but not not even an observant uh, Jewish person, uh, asked him if he could write an explanation for some of his uh, um, secular friends. I think that's even a word he used, right? Mm -hmm. Um, um, What would that look like? And he goes on to richly explain this concept of the beloved and being the beloved and living as the beloved and all of these things. And this is like, wow, all of these wonderful feelings are engendered when you're reading these words. And then in the end, right, in the epilogue, he's like, so I gave this book to my friend. And my friend was like, man, <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I'm like, no, it's I'm like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> and, and, and I still got to read the book because the, the friend was like, yeah, like I see what you was doing, but you're still using a lot of language. It's not really hitting with me because like, I don't believe in those things and, and that thing. But what that did for me, was like, wait a second what that means, because they were still friends, right? Like he, he still said they, they were still closest, or whatever. And even if he didn't understand the motivation behind him acting that way and behind him living out his, his belovedness, he still got to reap the benefits of it, right? So even you, Rob, just now we talked about like, because you are one of the most generous people I know, like, ridiculously hands down you will go through hell and still be thinking about how you can bless other people absolutely twice and during a time when we me and you won't even on speaking terms i'm i'm going to my mail and seeing like what the hell is wrong with rob like we beefing right now (laughs) (laughs) but but the fact of the matter is like it doesn't you don't have it doesn't have to be a a two-way street or bi-directional for you to view somebody as god's beloved right and community can still happen even if y'all aren't on the same page as the motivations that's never been a requirement that's why Jesus says stuff like, yo, what do you get if you only love people who love you back? If you're only good to people who are good to you? No, nah, I say to you, love your enemies, right? And and, and that's um, obviously an extreme example. And, and we struggle with walking that out sometimes. But even if we were to love on people who don't understand why we're being so loving, don't know what seeds are sown and how we build community that way when we are ankle." up not ankled when we're anchored to this principle of viewing people as the beloved
1: that makes and sense. see and and that's and and see i can't even really say that because this man then spit a whole sermon right but um <laughs> no nah, uh, <laughs> nah, no no you're good i'm glad you said that because when i said earlier you can't take advantage of me that's an extent like when 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 you come into my community like you have access to whatever resources i have right and, and I get, well, people, are like, people might be like, oh, well, well, well what, if, what if they take it and leave? They're good, but if they stay, they can keep it. If they stay, they can keep it and it'll replenish. You don't have to come and keep taking. You can just take what you need. And, and honestly, me living that way and, and starting to understand that and, and really starting to live that way has freed me from a lot of stress Right. There are a lot of things that I really used to care about that I'm like, you know what? It, it don't even matter because if I didn't have it to give, I wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? And that's my love. That's my time. That's whatever resources that I have access to. If I didn't have to give, I wouldn't give it. And honestly, when I give it, I mean it. And I know that to be true about you, Rob. So I just want to um hop on that train um and toot that horn too, because y'all don't understand this man is a blessing. I love him so much. He has been such an inspiration because that right there, like you, I know they say like you can't, I mean, like growing up, we say you can't, you can't outgive God man you trying to get robbed first you You're trying to get robbed first. <laughs> trying, trying Rob first and then you worry about god but you ain't going to it, out-
2: <laughs> I think it's because i mean i think that's what moves me about god right um i you know for the first couple of years i was um i was saved i remember i would cry every you know i would go to church and i would cry every sunday for like i would go to this church service and i would like cry through the whole service and i would like cry after the service and i would be like crying for like an hour after and they'd be like okay we're cutting off the lights now i <laughs> would be like crying like for they're like, okay, well, we're cutting, (laughs) you know, like, you don't have to go home, but you have to get out of here. (laughs) And I think that that's what moved me was that beloved portion. And I think I understood, like, uh, I'm beloved to God. And, um, and I think that God was rooting me in that. And, um, and, and I think I realized that people are beloved to me in friendships Are rooted in that place for me. And so for me, I am profoundly loyal to people. And I I think I understand relationships out of that place. Um, And I think giving comes from that place. And it's not that I'm a a profoundly good person, because I'm I am wicked too, (laughs) you know. uh, I can cut you. Um, I'm working. Yeah, I am one one of the worst people I know, but also (laughs) the most generous. (laughs) (laughs) I am working on that wickedness. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Um, But um, step by step. Um, But um, and I think that's what that 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 book um, is moving to me because. as Trey talks about, like their friendship is so moving to me because you could tell Henry loves his, his friend, Fred so much and vice versa. And the belovedness that they share together um, is so beautiful to me um, because I understand friendship from that place too, like where someone is beloved to you. Um, Like it's beautiful to me. I understand humanity in that way. Like humans are beloved to me. Um, And I think from there, that's how I understand generosity. Um, And what you're saying, Sam, like that's where loyalty comes from. It's like, if I have it, I will give it. And even if I don't have it, I will give it too. Um, Because I, I assume there will always be enough, right? Like I- Yes. You know, like- i will give it because i don't know i I don't know where that came from it's like my father was like that um and my father was again he was not a good man either (laughs) Um, but um he would give his last you know pennies too you know and uh my my siblings are like that um uh, you know and um so yeah i think um humanity works better when we're all like that. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, when we're all knit together in communal love and care in a generative society. And I think community works better when we're all covered in love that way, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah.
0: Talked about a new segment we're going to talk about uh what's on the front burner some some things um that that uh we are excited about personally as as individuals and bringing that and sharing that with y'all
2: and for this week's on the front burner i want to highlight the show sweet tooth and i know i know i know You might be expecting that I am always reading my Bible and always praying to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, but I have to highlight the show. I fell in love with it on a whim as I was scrolling through Netflix, which you can find the show Sweet Tooth On, and... That is typically not me. I don't tend to jump into new shows. I usually have to be brought in kicking and screaming. But alas, I tried something new and I am so glad I did. So with that said, sweet tooth. (laughs) I, full disclosure... It takes place in a post-apocalyptic world. And you might not want to jump into it if you have had uh, someone you know die from COVID. It might be a little much for you. For me, I loved that the show had this striking tension between these thrilling, tense moments and also some very cute, almost at the point of cringy, but not uh, too cringy moments. And so you would have these utterly dark um, moments that show the darkness of humanity, but then before it got too horror-esque, Uh, something would rescue you, but I like the social commentary, the commentary on human nature and evil, Um, and so I think it was a brilliant, 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 brilliant show, and I'm sad that it was only six episodes, so get into it if that is something. Watch the trailer on Netflix and it, it was a weird trailer, but I, I just take the plunge if you can handle it. Um, yeah, Sweet Tooth. I love it. I love it. I love it. I want more of it.
0: Because we now have a Patreon, which Patreon. I want to encourage each and every one of y'all to to visit at our uh, patreon.com slash three black men. Uh, think through it. Pray through it ask god uh, um, if if he would have you partake in this work that we're doing because on top of some bonus content here we have uh some blog pieces going up there's going to be some devotional content coming out and i want to encourage you guys um to visit that patreon patreon.com slash
1: three black men go watch my kids ruin my videos go ahead watch watch (laughs) them 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 babies ain't
0: want nothing man matter of fact there's more people gonna sign up to to see them babies how about that bro